previously on the in-depth show. I, yeah, the prosperity gospel, man, sounds exciting. I love it. I would be like, <laughs> I'm like, bring, yeah, bring it on. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'll take it. If I give, I'm going to get back. I like that. The problem is it's just not in the Bible. Hey there. Thank you for joining us today. I want to tell you about something I'm very passionate about, the prosperity gospel. I am all about health and wealth. Can I get an amen? Hallelujah. Now I've searched the scriptures long and hard, and I've found no biblical evidence whatsoever of anything I'm about to say. But nonetheless, I'm going to preach it boldly and passionately. This month is our fiscal year end. What great opportunity for you to give and to be blessed. When you sow seeds into the ministry, specifically our ministry, of course you will get 100-fold back in your wallets. Now let me show you an example just so you could see for yourself. Clearly I'm a bald man. I don't have to be a bald man. God could give me hair. So why don't we name it and claim it and let's blab it and grab it in Jesus' name. Watch this for one moment. Close your eyes with me and pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that if we name things and claim things, we get things. Again, that's not in scripture, but we trust you. We pray now that you just bless me with a full head of hair. I'm talking about luscious, brown, just scrumptious hair, we pray in Jesus' name. And remember, no peeking. Amen. Amen. Open your eyes now. Hopefully you didn't peek. Isn't God amazing? I asked for the brown hair, and he gave me the brown hair in Jesus' name. God is so good. Isn't God good? Now I'm getting this strong sense in my heart that there's someone who's watching who also does not have a strand of hair on their head. You don't have to be bald. If you give us a simple gift, a simple gift of say $50,000, I guarantee you a full head of hair by the end of today's program. You will be a, a human chia pet, <laughs> hallelujah. In case you're doubting that this is real hair that just grew on my head, we'll give you another example. Would you pray with me this time? Keep your eyes open. Lord Jesus, we pray that you just Rain down money. I know it sounds crazy. You've done it with manna. You could do it with money. Would you make it rain now, Lord? Yes, Lord, I feel it. I've, oh, hallelujah. Oh, I felt that one. Hallelujah. God is so good. I hope you believe. And so thank you. I just felt in my heart. Someone just gave a significant amount. I just want to say thank you, lady. I see you, and I think that's going to probably help contribute to one of my vacation homes. And I want to say thank you, because every home is God's home. So I'm going to enjoy it. Thank you so... <sighs> Sir, that was a very generous gift. I felt that in the spirit as well. Wow, I think I might buy a Ferrari 458 Italia with that one. Thank you so much. I hope I see you on the streets one day so I can personally thank you. Hallelujah. Oh!
That one's just heartburn. I know, I had way too much pizza last night. I knew that one was gonna come back to bite me. Ah, oh, that's it. Someone get me a tum. Someone get me a Tums. Give me a Tums. Ah, oh, give me a Tums. Thank you so much for joining us today and giving some special gifts, sowing seeds of faith, amen. I'm gonna leave you with one of my favorite passages of scripture. I love this passage. It says this, the more you give, the more you get. And think of King Solomon as he always says, more money, no problems. Amen, amen. God bless you. You can go to my website to give, jimmyjoemoney.org. I hope you have a blessed day. God bless you, folks. Amen. Welcome to the Indel Show. Happy Monday, everybody. Happy Monday, Chris. Happy Chris, Monday. how you doing? How, how you doing? doing? I'm yeah. doing well. Cool, cool, cool. Had a good weekend. I had a good weekend. Yeah. The sun is shining. Everything is good. Praise the Lord. How was your weekend? Comment below. We want to hear. From, we literally want to hear from you. I don't understand why anyone. we're just anyone, just yeah. anybody. We really like. We're asking. We put the little dinghies and the little bells. Like comment here, comment here, and we're just we're getting scraps. But uh, we do want to hear from you because we love you. So uh, comment below. How's your weekend? Hope you guys are all doing well. We have a fantastic show. Speaking of well. Yeah, uh, I was trying not to uh, <laughs> do that. But. I'm a father of two, so I think they just naturally just the dad jokes. Spring forth. Spring forth. <laughs> oh, that, spring forth. No. Oh, well. Um, but we have uh, Melissa McWilliams and Nicole Martins from The Well. And it's going to be a good time. Just want to remind you again, uh, you know, that, that intro skit was obviously serious um <laughs> i'm just kidding was an absolute joke and uh you know the the one thing that is true is that this month is our fiscal year end and um we would appreciate your support financially we're not guaranteeing that you're going to be wealthy and healthy though that's a false or gospel harry or harry uh that's not work. see look at that was all a joke so um i wish it was real sometimes i wish you know last week we talked about um biblical giving and generosity so if you missed it, that was kind of a little clip to recap last week, but it also segues into this week. So we do have a very, very good show for us. Um, one other thing I want to let you know is that we have a special guest. We do. So she hails all the way from uh, Langley, British Columbia, and uh, I'm really hoping that she will be on third chair uh, indefinitely every week. I think that'd be I'm really... sure uh, <laughs> you would like that, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. you? But uh, you will know because she will be here more than once. So when you hear this music... Okay, <laughs> that's literally me dinking around on a video controller. You will know it as my wife, Michelle Marcus, uh, my hero. <laughs> um, I ran downstairs this morning to just play that on a dinky MIDI controller because we do not have the copyright to play it and we can't afford it. But if you give to fiscal year end... Maybe we can get some real music. Maybe. Um, if you don't know, that was uh, Free Willy. What is the name of the song? Free uh, no, Free Willy's the movie. Yeah. Will you be there? Yeah, will you be, by be Michael there? By Michael Jackson. By Michael Jackson. It's not by Free Willy. <laughs> That's why it sounded like it did. So this is the weird thing. Like my wife, like you, she wanted to walk down the aisle to that song. Uh, she loves that song with all That's 14 awesome. key changes. Sure. Like she just, when she, we're in the car and we play that song. 
she just she loses it. It's actually it's amazing. True. It's hard not to feel good when you hear it. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Are you was, kidding me? Yeah. I was so watching good. that clip you sent this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, I just start to get everyone in the vibe, yeah. you know, for today. This is what today's going to be. But the weird thing is that you're actually terrified of whales. So <laughs> yes, I don't understand story. how that works, but I guess it's just the song. You know, it's not uh, a whale singing it. So anyways, uh, we have Michelle Marcus in the house, which I'm super pumped about. And um, I twisted her arm to be on third chair. Uh, Brendan's away, which we're kind of bummed about, but um, we're excited that uh, you're here. This is so fun. So excited to be here. I'm so pumped. Okay, so um, I'm actually very excited about this because I know uh, a couple weekends ago, uh, you were at um, the Way of the Master class on our weekend Mm -hmm. uh, at our church for the weekend. And they go through, um, I didn't realize this, but they actually go through John 4 as their kind of structure, their foundation. Uh, do you have your Bible with you? Did you bring it? Over there. Oh, it's over there. Do you need it? Do you want me to? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Chris is going to grab it. We'll just keep this live still. It's fine. Chris, you'll be right back. That's no problem. Um, no edits here. But uh, <laughs> but I didn't realize this, that actually they go through John 4 as their foundation, um, which is the woman at the well. And it's actually pretty cool because uh, the well ministry, as you could imagine, is founded on the same story. John chapter 4, they do a 10-week program with women literally all over the country and um, help encourage them. And it just they do it through community. They're together and they walk through uh, the story of the woman of the well. And so when I realized, oh, I guess Ray Comfort's ministry, which we'll have in a few weeks. I know last week we said we're having Ray Comfort this week, but we brought someone even... And then every be- week. Even better, can I say? Yeah. Oh, Technically, yeah. in yeah. my opinion... Oh, yeah significantly better <laughs> but um but uh you know i thought since she was at the course and she just recently went through this it'd be great to walk through this because this gives us a foundation of what the women at the well are doing at the with the women at the well ministry are doing um man this is a rough start happy monday though <laughs> this is fantastic um so i thought okay it'd be really great to have michelle come and even read john 4 read that story and kind of unpack what she learned of what is the way of the master how did jesus do it um because it's not uh it's not what we think like what is the true way of preaching the gospel so um why don't you read that portion and then we can kind of like walk through the way of the master okay yeah, cool. That's good. Okay, so John 4, starting in verse 7. <clears throat> a woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw, uh, nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father, Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. 
The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. Hmm. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you say that in, Jer- that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is here now when true worshipers will worship mm. the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit mm. and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Amazing. Thus far, the reading of God's word, as John used to say at Willingdon. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so good. And so I know the well, the ministry, of the well with Melissa and Nicole are founded on the story, but also the way of the master with Ray Comfort is founded on the story. So maybe walk us through what you learned a couple weekends ago and just why this is what the Jesus way is for spreading the good news. Yeah. So, um, just kind I just kind of learned about, um, how to tell people the true gospel Mm. based on what Jesus did with the woman at the well and what he often did with lots of people, um, like the rich young ruler. So he always starts out by relating to people in the natural. Mm. So he sits down at the well and he asks the woman for a drink of water. So... Likewise, we're to do the same if we're following the way of Jesus um, If we're when we're evangelizing. So we always start by relating to people in the natural, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever. Talk about the weather, talk about whatever you have in common, make them feel seen and yeah. human and normal. Yeah. So <laughs> and, don't just go up to them and be like, you need Jesus right now. Yeah. yeah. We've all seen that done. Excuse yeah. me. Can yeah. I please speak to you about the Lord Jesus Christ? And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, no. <laughs> like relate to them as on a natural level first. Yeah. And then Jesus intentionally um, switches the conversation towards spiritual things. So he starts mm. talking about living water mm. and they start talking about Jacob. And um, so we kind of wait often for, you know, people to like see Jesus in our eyes and mm. be like, oh, you know, you, there's something special about you. Like, mm. would you like to tell me something spiritual? And like... We wait for it to come up, but Jesus intentionally moves the conversation from the natural to the spiritual. There's a direct shift. And so we have to take that opportunity to just be bold and just do it. So that if we're following Jesus. And then the next thing he does is he points her to where she's broken one of the Ten Commandments. Hmm. He also does this with the rich young ruler. He talks about all these commandments and... The rich young ruler never quite got to repentance. He was pretty proud. But the <clears throat> the woman at the well 
So he he says, you know, you've had five husbands and the one you have now is not even your husband. So you've broken one of the Ten Commandments, which is um, do not commit adultery. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, he he points her to the law and the Bible says that the law is perfect, mm. converting the soul. Mm. So it, what converts the soul? It's the law. Mm-hmm. So Jesus points us back to the law and how we've broken it. And then once she's realized her brokenness, her sinfulness, then then that's when he reveals himself as the Messiah. Messiah. That's mm-hmm. when he shows her grace, but mm-hmm. only after he's given the law to her proud heart mm. to kind of break down the pride. Only then can he give her the yeah. grace and reveal the true gospel, which is in himself. So we can't give the grace without the truth, technically. If That's we're right. thinking of yeah. grace and truth, it's like, so, so even when we think of like, you know, that opening skit or, you know, a lot of these false teachers, that's not the real gospel because they're just saying you can have the best life, you can have this, you can have that, yeah. God will give you everything and all that kind of stuff. But it's just, that's not the reality of what the gospel is. No, yeah. it's not. Yeah. And Ray Comfort kind of has this litmus test mm. um, for what is the true gospel. And I love this story because it's so real. So he asks you, okay, think about um, if you had the opportunity to preach the gospel message to everybody in the Twin Towers the day before 9-11. Right? Interesting. Think about it. So what message would you give them? Is it that God has a wonderful plan for your life? And if you believe in him, you're going to have peace and joy and purpose. Those things are true, but it doesn't apply to those people at that time. Mm -hmm. So you have to ask yourself, okay, is that the true gospel message? If if it doesn't apply to some people, because they're about to be annihilated. Mm -hmm. That's not a wonderful plan for their lives. Yeah. So if you have one shot Mm. and they're about to stand before God on judgment day, what is the true gospel message? It's that they're dead in their sins Mm. and they have no hope apart mm-hmm. from trusting in the blood of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. of repenting of their sins. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to know you're sinful if you're mm-hmm. going to repent of anything. Mm-hmm. So you, you show them their sin based on the law. Um, they have to repent of their sin and just cling to Christ with mm-hmm. everything you have. Trust him, cling to him because mm-hmm. you're about to meet meet God on judgment day. Like, yeah. So, Yeah. That's a huge litmus test. I think like the false gospel wouldn't be preached the day before if you knew what was happening on September 11th. You're not going to say, "Hey, sow a seed." Yeah. Or you're going to have you can have the best life, you know. Or the the I am's like uh someone wrote a book about I am and I was really excited, but then I realized it wasn't about I am, it was I am great, I am fantastic, I am perfect, I am beautiful. And I was like, oh, "That's the wrong message." Um, but uh you know, that's not going to help. And so you're basically explaining, like, you need to know the bad news before you the good news is even good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even make sense. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think with false teaching and all that we've been even talking about, Word of Faith movement, all that kind of stuff, they're just missing the sin part. Yeah. And the law part. Yep. And I think those are pretty significant because you were mentioned even in the car, like, it's the law that actually does the work. Like, yeah. 
I mean, if we if we're looking for how Jesus evangelized and spread his gospel, like he always pointed back to the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, yeah. And so we just need to be aware, like, like, and you're even saying in the car, it's like, oh, we start to think back of all the times we've evangelized. I know. And I'm like, oh, did did I actually? Yeah. Mm. I kind of just said you can have your best life. And so God can work through us and our mess and, you know, our screw ups. He is able, far more able than we think. So it's not to, you know, beat ourselves up, but let's just be really intentional, mm-hmm. I think. And, and and we need to know what is the actual gospel. Yeah. I remember talking with John Newfield for Easter and he was talking about people who were getting interviewed for a position at his church and oh, he yeah. asked them to explain the gospel and they're talking for like half an hour and it's like, okay, I have to stop you. You've been talking for 30 minutes and you didn't bring up the cross yet. Yeah. Like, yeah. is there a reason why? And the guy's like, I, I, I don't know. And so do you actually know the gospel? Because I don't think a lot of people understand what the gospel actually is. And so I encourage you um, to be in your word. I'm encouraging, I'm encouraging you to just, to just find out that gospel message and know what it is that you could share like everywhere you go. Ray Comfort goes out twice a day to colleges to just do this method, the way of the master. Yep. And I and I love I love that it starts in the natural. Mm-hmm. You just kind of break the ice, have a conversation. Uh it's just light, but there's an intentionality of actually switching gears and you have to initiate the spiritual side of it. You can't just wait for it to happen. Sometimes it happens, but that's just not the Jesus way. And I think, yeah, I think we got to do the Jesus way if we want to, you know, see lives change. And so that's bringing up the law. And I think he just like asks people, doesn't he? Like, hey, like, where are you going when you die? Yeah. So he he asks when he switches to the spiritual recomfort, he'll ask a question like, "Think you're a good person?" Yeah. Or what do you think of the afterlife? Mm. Do you have any beliefs about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just kind of walks it through. And didn't you say there was a passage, I don't know if you have it on hand, like of when people say, okay, so you're admitting that you're a liar and you're a cheater and you're yeah. a thief and you're an adulterer. Do you, heaven or hell? And a lot of people still say, well, heaven. Because that was like my old, like I've changed or I'm trying my best or I'm really sorry. And then how he responds by just saying, well, that's just not going to work. Yeah. So he, he walks... Um, he walks people through the Ten Commandments. He kind of gets them to admit if they've sinned or broken any of the commandments. Like, have you ever told a lie? Uh, have you ever stolen anything, irrespective mm-hmm. of its value or size? Uh, okay, well, what do you call someone who lies? A liar. What do you call someone who steals? A thief. Um, so you're a lying thief, okay? Yeah. And, uh, and he, he just... You know, he's he's not condemning them, but they they're admit ad- they're it. admitting yeah, yeah, it freely. Yeah, yeah. And then, okay, well, let's look at have you ever lusted after a woman in your heart? Well, Jesus says that that's committing adultery in your heart. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm not judging you, but based on your own admission, you're a lying thief and an adulterer at heart. And we've only looked at three of the Ten Commandments. And if you're right. going to stand before God on Judgment Day and He's judging you by His law. And you have admitted you've broken his law. Are you going to be innocent or guilty? And he'll say, oh, guilty, I guess. Heaven or hell? A lot of people say, oh, well, heaven. You know. Oh, how does that work? Yeah. Well, I, it was a long time ago. Well, if 
if you're in a court of law and and yeah. somebody said, well, oh, that was a long time ago that I murdered that person. Well, yeah. you're still guilty of murdering that person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. And I feel like, so what is the passage he gives? Do you remember it? Where it's like, okay, there's no thief. Yeah, yeah. it's, um, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it's it's uh, all all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. Yeah. And no adulterers and thieves will enter the kingdom of heaven. Yes. Um, Revelation and, 21, 8. Yeah. yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. We got our handy Chris on the yeah. camera. Just, just making sure we're uh, staying on top of it. This is uh, not fake news. I'm not making this up. This <laughs> yeah. Second opinions, <laughs> chapter nine. But uh, that's just the reality. So it's like there's no way that just saying sorry or it was a long time ago or I'm a good person now, it just it doesn't work. Yeah. No. We need a savior. Yeah. Jesus is not going to let you into heaven because you're sorry. Yeah. Um, he's going to let you into heaven if you know, you're if 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 you're if you're trust if you've repented of your sin. Yeah. And uh because of what he's done, if you're trusting and believing that Jesus came to earth yeah. as the Son of God, he lived a perfect and sinless life. Mm-hmm. Um that he suffered and died on the cross for our sins. He took the penalty that was mm. due to us because we broke the law. He took that on himself so mm. we could walk walk free. He died on the cross. He was buried mm. and he rose again three days later. Praise mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. He's seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven and mm. he's coming back soon. Amen. And we Amen. believe that. Yep. Amen. This is so good. The only yep. thing I'm worried about right now is if Ben's watching, he's going to fire me and hire her. <laughs> That's this a good is, Yeah. This is. Uh, I would be worried. I would worried. be very yeah. worried. So uh, we better stop before I lose. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that is actually so good. And, um, and I just love how the well as a ministry, is founded on going through John 4 for 10 weeks and helping women understand, come together in community, walk through this, and uh, it's just a great ministry. So we should jump into the interview, Yeah, get this chairs ready. I know that this is kind of a man cave. How do you feel being, is it? Is this kind of man cave vibe? Tell us as a... A oh, little bit. It's a little bit of, okay. Okay. <laughs> so what, what do we need? Oh... Maybe you uh, should ask your mom. She's uh, more, okay. <laughs> she's better at this than I am. My mom does love interior design. I'm just <laughs> assuming probably a couple of throw pillows and a blanket and maybe some more greens. We weren't trying to turn it into a man. We we hear you. We've gotten some comments that it's a little man cave ish. So uh, we want to turn it from a man cave to a she shed, but we don't know how because we're men. So I will ask some ladies. Uh, what you're gonna? I was <laughs> gonna try and help with the man cave vibe. Oh yeah, maybe does that help? I don't know. It's still up, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyways, uh, let's get into the interview with them. We'll try to make it a little bit more femden in here. Femden? Lady Lair? Uh, Uh, Ma'am Cave? We need need Brandon. (laughs) Cut to the interview. interview. Yeah, okay. Let's get to the interview. All right, we are here. We have Melissa McWilliams and we have Nicole Martins. Uh, Martins or Martin? Martins. Martins, okay. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Um, I didn't want to butcher that and I kind of did, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> we're so happy to have you guys on the show today. So you guys are from The Well and uh, a ministry that's uh, helping connect young, young and old, just women in general. 
uh, to just Jesus and being in community and the importance of that. And so we're going to talk through that a little bit. But before we dive into what you guys are doing ministry-wise, just tell us a little bit about yourselves and uh, maybe even how the ministry started. Because I remember you were saying that you guys were both on staff together at a church. So just kind of walk us through your friendship journey into ministry journey. Yeah, totally. So um, Melissa and I met a few years ago working at the same church. So we both came on staff and we were two people who never, ever thought we would ever work on a church staff. Um, <laughs> Not at all. But what was Lord, your guys' roles on staff? So I was graphic designer okay. and then Melissa was overseeing events and guest services. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we, um, the Lord brought us there. Um, we had both kind of walked down similar similar paths of walking away from the church or growing up in a Christian home or Catholic for Melissa, um, walking away from the church. And then the Lord kind of bringing us back to him through different life circumstances, through the ups and downs. And then both ended up on staff at the church and met each other there. And we both were completely transformed in Mm. that community. Mm -hmm. Um, We both didn't have good girlfriends. We didn't have good community around us. And so when we came to the church, um, we had all these amazing people, all these the staff and the congregation and the people that we met just completely helped transform our lives and met Jesus in brand new ways mm. and um, started taking courses and classes that were offered and just realized the power of community and how every woman needs this and how if we maybe had that in the past, our lives would have looked a little bit mm. different. Mm. Um, but yeah, we really found healing and then our friendship through yeah. through that community. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. And so when did you guys start or when were you working on staff together? What year was that? Do you remember? Uh, it was 2018. Okay, so pre-COVID. So the beginning yeah. of 2020. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. And right you, before COVID. Right before COVID. <laughs> yeah. So you skipped out right before, you left staff right before COVID? <laughs> was that like pro- a prophecy? You're like, I have Honestly, a sense I the Lord like is saying it. was just part a, of God's plan. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah. we... Similar to what Nicole said, we just, my life totally changed while Mm. working for a church. It was never something I would have planned. I was going on a very different um, trajectory for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I have worked in the events industry for the past 10 years. And so I was involved very much in that, very much in the secular Mm -hmm. world, the corporate world, um, just trying to like chase those career goals and just really not focused on God at all. Um, got into just some just some dark places, mm. I think, in my life, and um, just ha- had very high walls up, very high walls. Um, didn't have a lot, very many deep friends or people that shared the same faith that I did. Not that faith was very um, important to me at that time. It wasn't mm. something I was prioritizing. You know, it was something I think I was avoiding because I wanted to live life my own way, my own. Um, my own path, you know, I didn't want to maybe face certain things. Um, And I was also having a lot of struggles that Mm. I just kept buried and pretended that weren't actually there. Mm. And um, so literally God just one day took me out of um, just a situation that I needed to get out of and placed me in a church, honestly, when I was really in the thick of a lot of things. And I was so just embraced and welcomed and mm. understood truly what community is really supposed to be like in the context mm. of of Christian um, community. And, yeah. and I had female mentorships that came and took me under their wing at that church, really supportive counselors, um, just pastors that 
helped me and friends like mm -hmm. Nicole, mm -hmm. um, who had been through very similar things that mm -hmm. I had. And my wall slowly started to come down and with a lot of um, just healing and self-reflection and just finally allowing God to come into my life, mm. we just realized we're not the only ones that are struggling with this. Yes. There are so many other yes. women that deal with things in silence or have bad experiences with other just friends or women or just the church in general and shut yeah. down yeah. Um, and don't want anything to do with it. And yeah. so... You know, and we get that. Like we've been there, and yeah. you can go and do things your own way. But at the end of the day, I'm not smarter than God. I'm not yep. better than <laughs> God's way. We you make know? lousy gods. No, you we know? make Horrible. lousy gods every time we try. It's like this is the worst. I'm <laughs> exactly. the worst god. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's so cool to see the significance of community and how community heals, community restores, and totally. just like you find freedom in community. We're not called to do life alone, so that's really cool. And yes. I think another thing that's really important is just seeing the reality that you guys realized your stories were kind of similar. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people think they're on their own. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then you realize, wow, like, you know, we had a, a, um, a counselor on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he was just talking about, um, you know, depression, anxiety, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like the guy's reading my journal. And then I realized, oh, millions of people feel the exact same way. Yeah. And so even with your stories and just seeing these women that are just so in need of community, um, it's so important. And you're not alone. Even the things you struggle with, you're not struggling alone. Yeah. And so it's cool that both of you have been healed and restored in community. And now you're starting a ministry to kind of foster that community. So tell us a little bit about this ministry, The Well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so The Well um, was created... Um, through, I guess we were looking for community. We were looking for what we wish we had had in the mm -hmm. church. And then we realized that there was kind of this spot in the middle that wasn't getting any attention or that was kind of a missed opportunity. So there was something for youth and then there was something for young adults, um, or there was something for, uh, women who were in women's ministry that was kind of more focused to wives and moms. Mm -hmm. um, but the young adult space felt like it was kind of just men and women coming together, trying to find a spouse. Um, <laughs> but yeah. there wasn't like that deep connection, that yeah. deep healing, that space to come together and ask those hard questions and feel accepted and um, just in a safe space. Mm -hmm. So we were like, okay, there's nothing here that we have found for women. Like mm -hmm. let's create our own. And so um, we both started kind of praying about it, talking to our mentors, um, asking for advice and like what could be done. And then God brought this story of John 4, the woman at the mm. well, the Samaritan woman at the well onto our hearts. Mm. Um, and just the power of that story, the power of that woman coming to the well by herself and then meeting Jesus, having this crazy encounter that changed her life and then going back into her community and totally transforming the whole, mm. the whole city, the whole community. Um, so we started working away on this curriculum and pulling all these themes out of the story of what we were feeling, like these um, lies that we were carrying, like these labels that were put on us that maybe the Samaritan woman also felt or mm. the things that she was worshiping and what we worship or the relationships, like she's called out for having these five husbands or these five men in her life and how many times like women and relationships like we yeah. could talk about that for hours yeah. yeah um so we started pulling these themes and seeing this 10-week curriculum start coming together um and then we just start 
started building this practice and inviting our friends into it and um, inviting these women to come into these safe spaces and have these conversations. And it God's just kind of taken it from there wow. and wow. Mm-hmm. just used it to bring these beautiful stories of transformation and life change and connection and friendships. And yeah, it's just been a really cool journey to see where God's wow. kind of taking it and using it. Wow. Amazing. And um, we also, when we were at the church, went through a healing discipleship program called Freedom Session. Okay. Yeah. And it was yeah. very impactful yeah. for the both of us. Yeah. And um, we were just so influenced by it. And we saw within the context of that small group, how powerful mm. those spaces were Yeah, and just the healing that can come from them when yeah. you do have a small group that is willing to dive deeper and go deeper and you know maybe address those things that they don't even know they need to address but maybe within the context of kind of that small group yeah you can kind of get a different perspective on your own life totally and god can use those people also to speak into your life when you open up when you are open to it yeah so we were really inspired by that and we um kind of frame the group around kind of that small group model yeah, cool. and it has been incredible. So is it like a, so I know freedom sessions, it goes for a, like a pretty long time, right? Yeah. It's like heart work, but it's hard work. Yes. Which is really good and important work. But how long, like freedom sessions is, how long is that? Six months. Six months. Yeah, about 22 weeks, I yeah. think. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I did something similar to freedom session, but it was like literally a weekend retreat. <laughs> so it was like obviously not as deep, I guess, but it was like confessing sin with different people kind of, it's yep. called set free. And yep. um, that changed my life like dramatically. So I can't imagine like a six month program. It's like mm-hmm. fantastic. But so you guys have a similar model in the sense of like, it's a program you sign up for and mm-hmm. you're in a part of a group and you kind of journey together. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We're changing things now so that people can actually just do it at any time. Okay. So they can sign up and kind of get the curriculum, they get the okay. workbooks. And then so if they have their own small group or community group or right. even just a couple friends, yeah, um, they're able to just get yeah. everything sent to them and then That's they can awesome. start. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And it's a 10-week program? 10 weeks. Yeah. So it's yeah. Uh, much more attainable to do than six yeah. months. Yeah. Um, and we do go quite deep yeah. um, okay. quite quickly. So. Yeah. It's kind of like a baby freedom session. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. And then if that's a baby freedom session, my weekend retreat was like a, I don't even know. <laughs> a newborn. A newborn, yeah. A brand newborn. Uh, that's amazing. Okay, cool. So so when did you guys start the well? We started working on it in 2020, right when the world shut down, actually. Okay. Right yeah. at the beginning of the pandemic. And it was actually a blessing because we had the time. Yeah. All of a sudden. Yeah. Like I had yeah. never had that much time. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, okay, God, like, what do you want us to do yeah. right now? And he just led us to, and also Nicole and I stayed connected throughout that time yeah. while working on this. Yeah. Okay. Even yeah. ourselves. Like, I think I definitely probably would have gone crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you obviously time. both needed that yeah. for yourselves too. Totally. Yeah. Cause we had just had this experience of community and yeah. Whereas we were in a lot of isolation before and then the pandemic came. Yeah. So it could have been an opportunity to go right back. Yes. And instead sure. we really relied on each other and, um, okay, how can we prevent this from happening to other people? And so, yeah, all of 2020 we worked on it and then we built the curriculum, the workbook, um, and the website. Okay. And then I think we launched at the end of that year. Mm-hmm. End of 2020. In the fall of 2020, yeah. yeah. And so what a perfect time because I feel like 
people were desperate for community. Yeah. And we were told that we weren't allowed. So did you guys start like on Zoom or like how did it work? We did. We started all our groups online. Um, We had almost 100 women go through our first first launch and you could just see that craving for community. That's amazing. And everyone was still trying to figure out if like the discipleship could work over Zoom or online and yeah, nothing stops the Holy Spirit. Like oh, yeah, these girls sure. were, yeah. were going deep yeah, every that's night. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, even on Zoom, we were worried about that. Like, will people really connect hmm. on a screen on com- yeah. on a computer? But honestly, we had crazy testimonials come out of that first session. Wow. Yeah, just people were just needing to wow. connect. Um, and we tried to facilitate that as best that we could. So mm-hmm. we created a whole. Um, separate workbook for the facilitator to come on. We created a training series for them to okay, actually get wow. trained on this is how to best facilitate this. This is how to create the space that we want. Um, and we actually walked them through each of the 10 stages. So wow. really anyone who has a desire to lead this group is able to do it. Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. So you have all the resources available. There's no excuse. Yeah. The <laughs> ladies who are watching. Anyone can do there it. There is no excuse. <laughs> no excuse. Yeah. Leading can, can be scary. Yeah, so it, we're it's like, true. no, it's we're going to resource yeah. the best yeah. we can. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. remove the barriers. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Praise God. I love it. So we see obviously a massive importance of community. We saw, you know, pandemic communities being shattered. And the importance, like all these people who signed up, you know, the first year, it's like so cool, mm-hmm. like praise God. So specifically with like women only ministry, and of mm-hmm. course there's men's only ministries too. What's the importance and the significance of having something like that in your life? As women only, as a women's only ministry. Yeah, yeah I think there are spaces sometimes where it's great to have that woman to woman dynamic, right? I think. Um, there are certain things that are just easier to talk about yeah. with your girlfriends or easier yeah. to just talk about with women. Yeah. Um, but that being said, some people don't have a great experience mm. with other women, right? They have negative experiences or they haven't experienced that safe space um, with other females or with other girlfriends that they've had in the past yeah. or they don't have good experiences even with girls in the church. So sometimes they can encounter um, just a lot of judgment mm-hmm. or maybe self-righteous behavior. And so I think what's been amazing about this is just the opportunity to redeem that space mm, and to God. show, you know, starting with our facilitators, we were really passionate about modeling that yeah. them and encouraging them to set that example mm-hmm. and to demonstrate that by leading leading by example and just encouraging that, you know, you can share anything in this space. This yeah. is a... Uh, this is a, um, what do you call it? Classified. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's leaving these walls. Nothing is yeah. leaving yeah. these walls. Yeah. What we, what's, what is shared in the group stays. is stayed in the group, yeah. stays in the group. Yeah. And, and so I think, and also when the facilitator starts by leading with vulnerability, it encourages mm. other people then to open up. And all of a sudden, Huge. I mean, so many times we've heard women say, you know, I've never shared this with anyone before, wow. but... And then they share. And on the third night, people share their testimonies, wow. their full testimonies. And wow. that's the whole third session is just everyone goes around and shares their testimony. Yeah. And then um, every single one of the girls is or women is able to share something that was beautiful about that story. Mm. So they have immediate positive feedback. Wow. Praise God. And so I think because, um, you know, we're all women and we all yeah. kind of go through very similar things. It's a space where people are really able to relate 
mm-hmm. to each other and mm-hmm. to just kind of forget whatever they're dealing with um, or maybe just leave certain things at the door or maybe just bring it in and yeah. they're able to just share it and yeah. to women who are, yeah. are open and willing to do the same thing. Yeah, praise God. Do you have a lot of people who join that are non-believers? Or is it mostly maybe people who are you know, believers, but they're questioning or going through hardship. Mm-hmm. Would it be more of an evangelistic ministry or just um, equipping believers? It is more of a discipleship tool yeah. than an yeah. evangelistic tool. Yeah. Um, we hope that everyone who comes in kind of has a base knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the women have either walked away mm. and come back or haven't. What's cool is a lot of women have this idea of who they think Jesus is that maybe they picked up from going to Sunday school or something, but their relationship with him, <coughs> sorry, um, has never um, actually become their own. Yeah. And yeah. so we do walk through, we explain the Holy Spirit, like we explain who Jesus is, we explain the Father, we explain as much as we can, and we don't talk in like this Christianese mm-hmm. right. um, language where we try to explain everything. We try not to use words that maybe the non-Christian won't yeah. know, like yeah. fellowship or something, yeah. like yeah. people... Mm-hmm. It was like, what is that? Yeah, um, yeah. Or even the Christians. It's like you've used this word your whole life, but could you explain it? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you really like, know uh, what it is. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah for sure. Totally. Yeah. So yeah. we do explain as much as possible. And mm-hmm. the questions are all very personal. And regardless of where you are, whether you've never known who Jesus is or you've been in church your whole life, you'll be able to answer all of the questions because yeah. they're so personal and so deep and um, reflective. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is more, we do hope that people kind of have a background. So it's just like easier to follow along. But for the most part, it's for any woman at yeah. any life stage. And yeah. we've had such a range of women yeah. from, yeah, baby new Christian, not, yeah. not a Christian to yeah. following their whole life. Wow. And is there an age, is there an age group that you guys specifically target or is it open or... Yeah, we originally wanted to target um, women 18 to 35. Perfect. That was yeah. originally who yeah. we were um, wanting to target. And I think it still is primarily yeah. because that's when we that's where we realize there's the opportunity. Yeah, there's a gap missing. There's a gap that. missing. Yeah. yeah, there yeah. is. There is. And we just wanted a place, you know, that wasn't maybe the tr- what people would have traditionally thought of as women's ministry. Yeah. You know, we also had um, some views on that. And so we really wanted to create something different yeah. that, you know, just leave your labels at the door. Yeah. You know, you're not yeah. a mother, you're not a wife, you're not single, you're yeah. not whatever you think that you are. Yeah. You're just a woman. You're a yeah. daughter of God. We yeah. all are. Yeah. And um, that's really what we wanted to, to showcase. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. targeting 1835, but obviously there's some flexibility. Yeah, well, yeah. then it, it kind of yeah. grew from there then. Okay. Yeah, we've had groups. Um, I think our youngest has been 18 or no, 17 or 18. Yeah. Um, and then our oldest, I think, was 65. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And it's so cool to see what each one will get out of yeah. it. Like yeah. our one 17-year-old, she was like, I thought I had to be older to take this, but this has been so transformative because she's trying to figure out where to go to school and um, what to do next. And she's like, this has been so enlightening for me wow, and God. to have this community around me to speak into my life and like give real life examples of what they've gone through. Mm-hmm. And then also to have the older women just to, I think a lot of these questions, they might not have ever been asked before mm. or maybe been in a safe space where they can actually have that deep self-reflection. Um, Cause I think a lot of, I don't know, it was therapy and counseling and stuff 
in the older generations didn't seem to be maybe much of right encouraged or um things like that so like a stigma there was a stigma with that yeah yeah so there was a lot of walls and closed up but closed offness to that and so to watch these women open up in their groups and we try to keep them around the same age so that they can relate to each other yeah um yeah to see them be able to open up and answer these questions and get something from it has been really cool that's huge. That's and the so questions, cool. they're also very open-ended. So there's no right or wrong answers to any of the discussion questions. Yeah. So, and we designed that very intentionally so that no matter where you are at, they would be applicable to you. Mm-hmm. And you can actually go through it even multiple times and get yeah. a completely different experience depending on yeah. where you're at. And yeah, we just had women from all ages coming to us asking if they could do it too. So we took a, another look at it and we're like, okay, can they like does this work and we made a couple tweaks here and there but then we kind of realized like actually i think we can just open this up yeah, and so we yeah, have now yeah. and Praise God. um yeah we've just been we're starting to partner with churches now just yeah. offering it as a resource to them yeah and um it's been yeah it's just a it's a it's been a great discipleship tool so great what a cool thing to think that you know i mean a sad reality that someone in their 60s have been holding on to something for so long uh, but what an amazing opportunity to create a space where they could put their walls down and finally just feel freedom and yeah. mm-hmm. sharing. Like, that's just so beautiful. We we also target with Indow 18 to 35. Mm-hmm. But again, we have people a little younger. I think a lady called in like a few months ago and she was like in her 70s or 80s. And she was like, I just want to call and say I love the Indow show. I'm like, so if you're watching right now, amazing. we love you. Amazing. Thank you so much. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we hit our target and then we just watch God just do what only God can do. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's, it's really cool. Um, that's amazing. So what's the best way that our viewers, listeners can be in touch with you guys, get involved, maybe sign up or get access to the 10-week program? Yeah, totally. The best way to find out more is definitely our website, so thewildpractice.com. Mm-hmm. And then we also have our Instagram account that we keep pretty updated with announcements and things that are going on. Um, we're starting a few events this year. Um, so everything will be on our Instagram, which is the Well Center. At cool. the Well Center. Uh, actual like uh, live events or what do you yeah. mean? Oh, cool. Tell yeah. us about that. That's fun. Yeah. So That's I'm, new, obviously, for you guys? It yeah. is new. Cool. Yeah. yeah. We wanted to do it from the very beginning, but we yeah. were in the middle of the pandemic, yeah. so it yeah. wasn't happening. Yeah. But yeah, we're really excited um, just to host some in-person events. So cool. bringing people together who have either done this program so that they can meet people from different um, different demographics, different yeah. ages. Just different groups, yeah, different cities. So we in the um, next year we are going to be doing a well retreat or a wellness cool. retreat, yeah. which is going to be an overnight wellness thing. retreat. Wellness oh, retreat, okay. yeah. Our our take on it. <laughs> what does true wellness mean? <laughs> yes, that's actually genius. Okay, that's yeah. Genius. So yeah. that will be um, upcoming next year, okay. and then we've also got a fun Christmas event planned okay. as well. Yeah, this year. That's mm-hmm. amazing. That's amazing. Praise God. Okay. Well, you heard the resources we have. Um, resources available in doubt.ca so you can make sure you get connected and there's literally no excuse everything is set up for you they made facilitate like everything is ready so there's literally no excuse it's so important uh, for you to be in community and so we've seen testimonies of uh, two similar stories and how walls were broken down barriers were removed by the power of Jesus in the midst of community. Mm-hmm. And so thank you so much. I really appreciate both of you and your ministry. Thank and, you. And uh, all the best to you. And I can't wait to hear about uh, all you do in the future. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Well, that was a fantastic interview. Um, 
you know, I'm glad Michelle's here because Chris and I's experience with women's ministry. Actually, you know what? I did go to a women's event. I went to did women's you? I went to women's retreat. And let me explain. Were, were you invited? I was <laughs> It depends. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was invited by the women's pastor because I think they needed a drummer. <laughs> and there was no one around to drum. So I was playing with like an all women's band and I was like the drummer nice. for them. I felt a little out of place. But the women's pastor's husband came too, and he was doing sound. Okay. So at least like, uh, or not sound, but he was around to help. And then the sound guy was a sound guy. So at least I wasn't like alone. But I did feel a little, you know, out of place on stage. Rightfully but, uh, so. <laughs> rightfully so. Um, but uh, I destroyed them at hockey, though. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I was a goalie. They couldn't get anything past me. Uh, anyways, <laughs> this is terrible. Um, but, uh, honey, you've been through women's ministries. Uh, Michelle, I should say, not honey. This is getting a little weird. You put honey as like the name tag. Um, <laughs> but uh, the importance of women, and I, I've we've been to men's ministry events, yeah. and we obviously know the importance of having like you know a gender specific ministry that you could just walls can come down, you could be yourself. It's obviously really important. But you experienced that. In women's events, were you at that women's retreat mm-hmm. that I was drumming yes. for? Yes. Oh yeah, we were okay, there so. together. <laughs> yes, we were there together. So I did have like an. Ex- I'm I'm driving my wife up to you know. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. <laughs> but uh, what's your experience like with women's ministry? I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but. Yeah, I mean. Or the importance of it. The importance of women's ministry. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of issues and things that women go through that are unique to women. Yeah. And so it is important to be able to process that and go through it with with your sisters in Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think it's I think it's really important. And it's the same way for dudes. And so we encourage you. I know I know the well they have a 10 week program like they talked about going through John four and um they have so many resources online. We have resources. Go to indoubt.ca and uh, go to the resources page. And uh, for this episode you can find specific links social handles, all those things so you can get in touch with them because I think it's important. And especially in the last three years, um, you know, we always talk about this, but it has made an impact on our lives. And a lot of young people are really struggling with all sorts of things, myself included. Um, I'm just admitting that I'm young. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm past the young. I'm kind of youngish. But uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, it's really important. And uh, we do uh, encourage you to check it out get involved with them, sign up with their ministry. We know it will be a gift to you, but uh, don't do life alone. It's important to be in community. And I think we learned that even both of them, just sharing their story of how they had similar uh, struggles. Yeah, totally. And and they realized when they started connecting, oh, we, I'm struggling with that too. And you realize, oh, actually, uh, many people are struggling with the same thing. So don't feel like, oh, I'm alone in this. And I don't want to tell anyone because they're going to judge me. Well, the reality is most of us are struggling with, if not the same thing, something similar. And so we could be real with each other. I encourage you to be real with each other. And uh, that helps when we bring things to light. It just uh, changes everything for the good and God can intervene and there could be fellowship, community, healing and, and growth. And so uh, we encourage you. We're grateful for them, their ministry. And uh, thank you, Michelle, for being on the show. Thanks I rarely call me. you Michelle. It seems <laughs> weird calling you Michelle. Thank you, um, Andrew. Oh, wow. Super <laughs> strange. But you don't want to hear our little cute nicknames because they're actually (laughs) super weird. So I'm going to just stop right there. It's Michelle and Andrew. Anyways, God bless you guys. Happy Monday. We'll see you next week. We hope you have a great week.